I'm Kate Daniels. Wanting our kids to have a good education that prepares them for a good and fulfilling career, that's what we want, right? And if we don't have kids, we do want that for young people so we are supporting the creation of a strong community and society. We know that schools are not a one-size-fits-all, and tragically, there are smart, capable students getting lost, lost in so many ways. Well, today, we're going to talk about what I'm going to call a great safety net. Seattle Urban Academy, part of our community for three decades. It's doing the incredible work of helping these youth find their path, their place in the world. It's very exciting. And so we have with us this morning two of the staff members, J.T. Williams and David McIntosh. David McIntosh and J.T. Williams, it's so great to welcome you here this morning and have you fill us in on the important details of Seattle Urban Academy, really a gem that I think too many people don't know about, and that's why we're here together this morning to inform them. Right, David? Yes, Right, JT? Yes, thank you for having us. So I think, JT, we're going to begin with you. You're pretty fresh with Seattle Urban Academy, but I think that might be a good place to start as to what attracted you to this wonderful educational experience. How did you come to SUA? Yeah, so SUA, um, it was a blessing that fell into my lap, um, one that I came to know from a colleague of mine, actually, who uh, is in Bible study with David, and she let me know that SUA had a position that was brand new to the school uh, for admissions. And so that was something that I I started, started pondering about, um, prayed a little bit about it, and set up a meeting to go visit the school and to go visit David as well. And that was back in October of last year. And when I went to go visit the school, I was greeted immediately by David's warm smile uh, and very warm presence as well, Um, very genuine. And I could see that this could be a school that I could be at and that I could work at. Uh, And so as I sat down with the students, it was a school that, it's a high school that has a different feel to it. It feels more like a family um, than an institution. And I came in during lunchtime and David just welcomed me to come sit down and greet the students, get to know the students and the faculty that work there, and to just conversate and commune with them, which is something that I wanted in a school, but that you don't see too often where the students and the staff and the faculty are all sitting down eating lunch together. And this is something that happens on a daily basis. Um, And the lunch is provided by volunteers from the community as well. Uh, and so after that meeting, it was it was something that I I go, was going to go through the interview process and take a chance on a school that was in my neighborhood that is in my neighborhood um, that newly moved to the neighborhood. And so actually, I can explain a little bit about that. SUA just moved into um, a new building this school year from 23 years or so at UGM down on MLK and Othello to Renton Avenue, so a little bit further up the hill from Rainier Beach, which sits it right into my neighborhood, the neighborhood I grew up in and where I still live now. So it was the perfect meeting of being able to have a school that has the values uh, and the community that I'm looking for, but also is walking distance, so I don't have to worry about the commute. 
who can ask for anything better than that? No commute except using your feet. You know, human power. I think that was a sign, right? Yes, absolutely that was a sign. So that was a sign that there's big changes ahead, um, that the school was really open to having an admissions position. So the admissions position was open for at least six months, and they were saying that they couldn't find the right person. It just wasn't the right fit. Um, And since it was something new to them, they wanted to make sure that they were bringing in someone that they felt not only aligned to the values and to the mission of the school, um, but were really able to be a part of the community. And that is something that I've been a part of the community. It is my community. So it was it was a lining of the stars um, and really a true blessing, a blessing from God to be able to be able to serve my community and the students of the school. And so that's something that I've really been working on um, of getting the, the name of the school out there. And it's a school that's been around for since 1990, since 1989, actually, as Seattle Street School. Uh, when it started in the Central District, um, changed to Seattle Urban Academy in about 93 or so. Um, the students actually that were part of the school were able to rename the school and they wanted it to be Seattle Urban Academy as opposed to Seattle Street School. And then moved in with from the Central District to UGM um, in 97, where we were uh, for the past uh, 23, 24 years. And so... For me, it's a school that's been around, but I did not know about it a lot with the educational landscape. And I want to make sure that people know about this school because uh, it's an alternative school uh, that, as I was saying, has a real different feel to it. The mission is to cultivate students academically, uh, spiritually, socially as well, uh, and to truly set them up for where they're going to be life after high school. Um, so not really giving the, the lip surface to that, but actually being able to provide the resources for them to be successful young adults. Uh, and as I was going through the, the list of alumni, I realized I went to school with a lot of those alumni. I met a lot of them through middle school, didn't meet them in high school because they went there, went to Seattle Urban Academy in high school, uh, but then also met a number of them at UW where I went. And so... I had no idea that they attended Seattle Urban Academy until I went back recently and looked at those those records. So it's it's a school that really sets students up for success to be able to give back to their community and to work in, in the community as well. And speaking of that success, the statistics are really phenomenal in terms of what the students are able to accomplish. Maybe, David, you want to take a moment and give us a little bit of insight into kind of an overview of those accomplishments. Absolutely, Kate. We have had wonderful opportunities to see the students just not only strive but accomplish, as you just said, amazing feats, such as many of our students, uh, especially last year's group, have left the academy and gone to higher education. I would say out of the students that graduated last year, there was over 70% that went to higher education. And we're really excited about that. Some went to Whitworth, some went to University of Washington, 
And we had a student, uh, some are in local programs, year-long training programs like Year Up, and just around the community, students are involving themselves in uh, opportunities that will help them to be just allow them to earn uh, resources and money and be around opportunities that helps them to grow and develop as a person. And as JT said, it really has happened in the context of us cultivating compassion community at Seattle Urban Academy so that they can feel safe and thrive in that learning community. It has been a great, great opportunity. And that's the kind of thing I recall uh, over the years of that kind of success of students who in a regular high school were really failing, were not getting the support or encouragement mm -hmm. most so, you know, they were just walking out the door and no one really cared. Yep. And so Seattle Urban Academy is really kind of the, became the safety net, but more than that, it's it's really given them a life, right? Yes. Kate, you hit it on the head. It has been a community that they have been able to just involve themselves in and be a part of. And that's what allows them to thrive, as I said earlier, and to be able to venture out into broader communities, whether they be learning communities of higher education or just in the marketplace and employment. They have ventured out because they've gotten their feet, their, their footing, if you will, and this foundation that, yes, I can. Yes, I'm able to. And we, as JT said, stand around them and say, yes, you can. And yes, you are a part of something bigger than yourself. And when it gets tough, you've got folks to lean on. You've got a community to be a part of. And so that is what the Academy is about, is allowing students to be their best selves and letting them feel and know the support that will help them to become their best selves. So both them and their families. So we do a lot of work, Kate, as you just said, with helping them to find foundation and then strive to be further or better uh, than they were when they came to us. Yes. And so also um, just to add on that, it is the staff really truly walk alongside the students. Um, so it's 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 less of pushing and um, pulling them along, but really truly finding out what they're passionate in, um, what do they want to do and how do they want to how do they want their future to be? Um, and then walking alongside them with that. So um, bringing in those resources from the community, um, David is really good at that, at connecting um, with any type of resource that we that our students need um, to be able to see themselves in their futures uh, and connecting the students with that. Uh, and the staff that we have, um, very small, dedicated staff, um, but we're a small school, so we only, I don't know if we mentioned it, but we only have about 42 students um, maximum at any given time. Right now we are at about uh, right under 30 or so students. Um, we're still starting the new semester. And so we might, we might get up to about 30, 35 students for the end to finish out the rest of the year. Um, but with a school, a full high, a full high school of only 42 students, it really does allow the staff to be able to give that dedicated time in the classroom. Uh, and then help cultivate those passions outside of the classroom as well um, for 
you know, the myriad of interests that our students have. Yeah. I, I, JT, I just wanted to jump in on that because I am in agreement with you 100%. You did say me bringing in resources, but I have to say, Kate, JT is the king of resources. <laughs> this guy, I mean, I've been in the business for a while, but he has brought in such passion and so many partners that he has known throughout his career in the Seattle area, as he said, just being um, working in the area, uh, the Rainier Valley, and he's just brought it to the community, and it has been amazing. And then JT can agree with me. We have an amazing team we work with. I mean, each one of our team members, I'm thinking of Emmanuel Mancia, who is an amazing transition coordinator, our our um, history professor, Dr. Michael Freeland, who's been here for 20 years and just, I mean, he's doing senior research projects to, um, um, the what's the court um, resource that he does um, with the King County um, and Seattle University? Uh, street law, that's it. Street law. Okay, so street law. He works there with uh, the King County Courts and Seattle University professors and law professors to get our kiddos to be competitive in the street law uh, competition every year. It's just amazing. And there is so many. Chrislyn Grantier and Christy Johnston and Sal Barta-McHale and... The entire staff, uh, Ron Harada and uh, Lisa, and of course, our beloved <laughs> Principal Sharon Okamoto, who yes. has taught us so much yes, and is. is the queen of connections. <laughs> she is the queen of connections. So all these wonderful folks that we work with does allow the students to feel a sense of belonging and family and, like you said, equipped to do the next thing in their lives. And we do, we ask that question, what is it you wanna be? But we really dig a little deeper and unpack, and here's the question, Kate, who do you wanna be? Yeah, who do you wanna be to get to that next step to do what you feel purposed in life to do? So we unpack a few things and the students love it because they know that they are known they are seen and they are heard and that makes them feel whole. And then we can do this next thing called employment and higher education and just being one in community to be our best selves. So that's a huge part. I had to jump in, yes, JT, because yeah. he, and we are thankful for you, man. You are amazing. So then Taking these things together, JT, it's a small population of students, yet you're here for admissions. It makes me think, oh, you want to increase the population of the school. So maybe that's on the horizon. But as you do that, will that ratio, which is really incredible, teacher to student ratio, is that still going to be pretty much the same? Yeah. So moving into our new building affords us the opportunity to be able to grow as a school. As I was saying, we only have about 42 students at any given time. That would be our max. That was our max capacity. And to be able to stay true to the student-teacher ratio, right now, if we had 42 students, it'd be about 9 to 1 ratio in any given class, um, depending on the class needs. But to be able to grow that, we would need to add more staff. Uh, because we we want to stay true to 
the essence of what Seattle Urban Academy is. And that's really, truly being able to serve the students and have that community feel. I mean, looking at our math class, I mean, we have right now, I, you know, I walked into a class and we have about five or six students in that math, in any given math class. And we'll have a tutor in there at least three times a week, mm -hmm. uh, have a tutor in there. And so you have a teacher and you have a tutor in there working with five or six students, which you're not going to get really anywhere in a comprehensive high school at all. And so that is something that as I go out to advocate for Seattle Urban Academy, I want to be able to stay true to what I'm promising the families um, of the community of Seattle Urban Academy. So if we do grow to 60 students or so that we can, 60 or even 100 students, being able to make sure that we have the appropriate staff, which will which require us to do fundraising and some other things there, but making sure that we aren't ruining a good thing um, be just because it's working and what ha what we're doing has worked, but really, really being able to stay true to that model and the mission of actually being able to serve the families and the students um, and probably need a couple more Mr. Max as well um, as our student development coordinator if we are going to uh, go up to, you know, to 60 students or that would that would be doubling, tripling the population of students that we have right now. And, you know, Kate, um, I just wanted to add to that. You know that we're under our parent organization, Krista uh, Ministries, and they have committed to be with us in this whole growth process. So as JT said, this purchasing of this new building has been totally under their blessing and encouragement. And then they've said, yes, if you need more FTEs to make sure that this ratio of students to teachers are as such where you can continue to cultivate the community and develop the students academically as this population of students needs, we are committed to helping you in that. And so we're really excited about that. But as JT said, and as he is a master of doing, we continue to need partners. So, so that is a good segue. This is great. Krista is there as this parent that's encouraging. But mm -hmm. we need more family, yes. you know, more supporters in the community. Mm -hmm. And that is a thing, SUA.org. So it's a nonprofit, Seattle Urban Academy. Mm -hmm. If you're hearing anything of this story that really tugs at the heartstring, that uh, really nudges a conscience, we can all be part of this by supporting Seattle Urban Academy, right? Yes, absolutely. So there's multiple ways to get involved with Seattle Urban Academy. Uh, as I mentioned with the lunches when I first walked into Seattle Urban Academy and uh, communed with the staff and the students, um, we have on our website, we have the chance for folks to come and volunteer and bring lunch for our students. We have organizations that come in weekly, uh, some that come in a couple of times or uh, every other week or once a month. Um, we have people in the community that are willing to come and bring in food as well. Um, so that's that's just one way. Um, we have so on my end, I'm always looking at partners. So my job is to do admissions, but really um, to do admissions well, it's really to be able to co-create with the community and work with the community. So to 
I'm always out there looking at trying to truly partner with organizations. So whether that's doing some of the same educational work or advocacy um, for equity in education in the Seattle area, um, South King County area, um, just being able to provide resources sometimes is a really big thing and connecting folks as well. Um, So being able to connect organizations that I've been connected with that they might not be able to serve our students directly, but they can help serve each other um, and work together. So just contacting me um, just with resources and bringing people into the school just to be able to see what it looks like at Seattle Urban Academy um, and trying to brainstorm options to volunteer in the community and in our community as well. Um, I know David has worked with a lot of community organizations in different capacities um, that have been volunteering as well. Yes, we've had the wonderful opportunity to work with the Boys and Girls Club on Martin Luther King in Alaska. Uh, We've worked with the Rainier Beach Community Center. We've had wonderful opportunities to work with SYVP, the city of Seattle, uh, with employment for our young people. We've just, everyone that will work with us to help increase our students' awareness and access to uh, community needs and job opportunities. That's where we have thrived to be, and it has been great. Right Recently, we've uh, worked with Seattle Goodwill students or youth at work, and they've had these 10-week employment um, training programs for our students where there is a wonderful compensation uh, <laughs> that the students get monetarily for being actually in class and taking field trips and doing internships for 10 weeks. And so we've really thrived with Goodwill and that Youth at Work program. So it's like JT was saying, tons of opportunities that folk have partnered with us to allow our students access and awareness um, to resources. So it's been really, really cool. Yeah, and that just made me think of another Another thing that we have coming up soon, um, specifically for the Skyway area, actually, because we are just about a mile away from um, unincorporated King County, um, Skyway West Hill. And in the next couple of weeks, we're actually going to get together as youth providers. Uh, so that's from really the the early early childhood learning all the way up through you know, the young adults. Um, so probably about birth to 20 or so. Um, get together and brainstorm ways that we can serve um, our youth in the summertime. And so there's there's a lot of resources, and we're looking at pooling together our resources and saying who does what and how can we really capture the youth over the summer um, for the entire summer instead of you know, a one week here and one week there. Because um, the resources in Skyway are fairly limited, um, but the the community action is really strong. And so that is that's something that we're working on providing together. It might not directly affect our Seattle Urban Academy youth, uh, but it's just an example of really being able to partner and how we're partnering with um, other organizations in the area. That feels so powerful because uh, 
And I'm sure that's why the students at Seattle Urban Academy feel so engaged, because school is not just this isolated building that you go to for these certain hours. Again, it brings in that whole concept of community, making it a part of life, finding out what is important to them, and, and just integrating it into life, not just, okay, this is, I'm going to school then there's life outside of school. It's all integrated, isn't it? Every day, Kate, it is amazing. And you know, now in this age where we have so much media um, regarding Instagram, Twitter, the social media that is the students are on, I would say Facebook, that would age me though. So, but (laughs) I mean, Snap and all the other great things that the students are involved in. Well, it's integrated into their education. It's integrated into their communities because as you just said, it is not uh, separated. Uh, It is it is a part of the whole. And so when we engage in every aspect, the students are able to really embrace reality of their world and how each sector, as JT was saying, hey, this is something that we're doing in community as a whole, but it may not be something just for Seattle Urban Academy, but it's a part of the whole, and which leads me to our work with families. So case students don't come alone. <laughs> so we do work with their families, which is a help at JT has shown us as well. When we have students who have brothers and sisters who are not doing well in larger high school settings, they can uh, see what Seattle Urban Academy is doing, see the successes of their siblings and say, hey, maybe this is something I want to get involved in. And so that has been a resource. So like you said, Kate, looking at the whole families, resources, community, and knowing how it's all integrated and interdependent and that we all are a part of it. How do we do that on a daily basis, Seattle Urban Academy? Well, just showing up. (laughs) And that gives us all an understanding that it's we all, every one of us. Absolutely. And we are, we are set up a little bit differently. We are based on the quarter system. So we, we truly do restart every quarter. But I was thinking about our engagement into the community with that. So every quarter, uh, our teachers put together community service projects for our students to go out into the community. They earn credit for that in whatever class that is. But they, we get our students together near the end of the quarter, and they go out on one day and four or five different places in the community and truly volunteer and give service to their community and really help cultivate that, that ownership of their own community as well. Um, and so that's also other ways that folks can get involved um, with us to be able to, you know, if you have opportunities, be able to share that. We can always integrate that. Our teachers are really good at integrating that into their curriculum pretty seamlessly, um, regardless of what the opportunity is. But really being able to have our kids out there taking ownership for their own community, being able to go around as they're on the bus or just traveling around, driving around, seeing that, oh, yeah, I volunteered here at this place. Or I help pick up garbage here at this place or work at the Kubota Gardens um, or set this up for for young mothers. And so, yeah, having our students not just cultivate, you know, their own interests, but really, truly having that community action and really cultivating that as well. Yeah. Just to add that. Yeah. No, that's really good. I love the word, the part about Kaboto Gardens because they have fallen in love with that place. <laughs> <laughs> and I can understand that. I love that place, oh, too. Oh, my goodness, yes. So 
all of this is so valuable. You know, what an excellent educational experience, but it's not just school, as I had said earlier. It's just, it's a life experience, which is so excellent. So, you know, for anyone hearing this and they think, oh, you know, here's an experience that I could offer, I could be involved, how do they go about doing that? So I'd say checking out our website would be the first place to look. SUA.org is our website. We do have a specific um, section on there for volunteering, and that would go to our office assistant. Lisa would be, she fills those um, for our volunteers within the school. I'd say also contacting me directly, most likely through email would be the best way. Uh, My email is jwilliams at sua.org. And so if you have families, students to connect with, or just volunteer opportunities, I can always connect people to the right place as well. And that, that starts that dialogue and that conversation, which is really the most important thing. We aren't looking for a whole lot of students, but we do want to be able to get up to full capacity. Last year was a big year for us with graduating 12 of our seniors, which is probably about a third of the school (laughs) graduating, which is a huge success because that was the second most that we've ever graduated. But then we have to be able to refill, backfill that with our ninth grade um, and those that are, you know, not having successes necessarily throughout their high school career, bringing them in at different points. So always willing to talk to families as well. SUA might not be a good fit for some families, and I'm fully open to speaking with families just about what options there are, because I think that's probably the most important thing, is that families know that there there are educational options for them, and just being able to explore that. So if it is an SUA, I want to be able to point them into the right direction to whatever is going to work for their family. And so that goes the same with the volunteer opportunities as well. Sounds perfect. I mean, really valuing each individual and wanting them to be in the right place for them. Well, I value both of you, JT and David. Thank Thank you you so greatly for being here Mm -hmm. and doing the work that you both do.